Chapter 4 Encounters The five companions, Erelor, Elebor, Aileen, Illuvian, and Ludmood, had been traveling for quite some time, but still they had not yet left the dead fields of Dulador. Though they could see its end ahead, it seemed as if it were only an illusion, for it appeared as if they had not gotten any closer to its edges than they were a few hours before. All this time, the Timber Ruin Ranger had been pondering the paw print they had seen earlier. Had any of the others looked upon him, they would have feared he was realizing something dreadful. And perhaps he was. And finally, one of the companions did look upon him. What is it, Ranger? Elebror. What? His name is Elebror. I'm sorry. I have not yet gotten used to calling you all by your names. You will in time, Lady Evildenir. Once you have spent quite some time shouting our names in battle, you will. You are implying that she will need our help in battle? Uh, well, no, I, I meant... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, he appears as if he needs some help. Hmm. He seems... Not altogether here. Elebror. Elebror. Huh? What? Where are you, old friend? I... Old memories. It's that poor prince, isn't it? I must say, I feel very uneasy with how much thought you've been putting into that print. It is behind us now. The print, maybe. But the owner... Ooh, a storm is fast approaching. From the north. From the north? But all storms come from the west. It comes from Borog Midroth and the tower of the fortress Bodrog Motora. Quickly, we must ride with all haste. Be on the lookout for any means of shelter. I can see a line of hills a mile ahead, and possibly... and possibly a cave. There is an area of shelter that could be a doorway. Then we must hurry to it. The companions picked up the pace as fast as their steeds would allow, and as fast as Ludmoon's legs would carry him. As they went, the black clouds ahead began to let loose scattered drops of rain. But, as the companions knew, this would not be ordinary rain. And they were right. They watched as each drop hit the ground and sizzled the blackened earth. It was unmistakably acid, or a liquid very similar, that began pouring from the clouds. With each passing moment, the amount of rain doubled and tripled and quadrupled. The companions covered themselves as best they could with their cloaks, but the acid burned through the cloth and stung their skin. Finally, they reached the line of hills that stretched a mile to the east and west, as if it were a wall or a barrier that attempted to keep those that dwelled in the dead fields in the dead fields. And, sure enough, the Luvian's keen elven eyes had seen correctly, for there was indeed a cave. Had the companions time to think beforehand, they might have thought it strange that the cave just happened to be in direct line with their route, but their minds raced with thoughts only of the acid rain and the need to find cover. They dismounted their horses and quickly pulled them into the cave 
just as the rain began to pour harder than ever before. Then he knows we are still alive. And where we are. Then Etherealm is doomed. For if he knows we are here, then he will surely let this fell rain continue pouring until his servants have brought the black sword to him. Fear not, Captain of Tirisgar. Even one so powerful as is the Dark Lord does not have everlasting strength to let his spells continue indefinitely. Indeed. We will see soon enough and take time to rest. How do you suppose he knows? The Dark Lord has many servants and many watchful eyes. Why this cursed land itself could be whispering to of our whereabouts. Or perhaps we are being tracked. So that is the conclusion you have arrived at. It would explain much. The Watcher in the Night. The Footprint. Why the Watcher in the, in the Night? What is this you speak of? Well, Ludmoon and I felt a presence outside our camp last night. Indeed. As if someone or something were watching. Why did you not speak of this before? Because it made no intention to attack at the time. We felt there was no need to worry you. Well, now I'm worried. Who's to say that this very cave isn't the home to whatever it was? Let's not think about that right now. Elbror is right. For now we must be content in the fact that we are safe from this evil storm. There are fouler things than acid rain in the shadows of Aetherealm. Well, we might as well use this time to our advantage in some way. Let us rest a while. Yes, I'm sure that will be quite safe. Do you have a better idea? Yes. Everyone draw your weapons, get in a circle, and stay awake. And tire ourselves even more than we already are. Would that be a wise decision? No. No, I suppose not. Very well, but I will sleep with my sword on sheath. Fear not, mighty captain. I need neither rest nor sleep. I will stay awake and keep watch. Hey. We all have our fears, Master Leafling. The dwarves with the woodlands, the gnomes with the seas, the trees with axes and lumberjacks. <laughs> the men of Nordvinghome with caves. Well, you're not so far off, Lady Shadowleaf. Not everyone's fears or fear can be explained. Fear. Yet another toll of the great shadow's presence. Alas, for the days of old when fear was absent. May we all experience such a day and age again, or for the first time, soon. Indeed. But until then, I suppose we must deal with our fears as best we can. Agreed. 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 They settled down then, in the darkness. The only light came from the pale patches of sky that broke through the black storm clouds here and there. The companions did not dare light a fire for fear of attracting unwanted attention, and so had to make do in the chill of the cave as they nestled down, laying their heads upon their arms and drifting off to sleep. Ludmood, as promised, stayed awake, singing to himself in ancient tongues long forgotten, ever keeping watch over the companions and their surroundings.
but all seemed content and safe for the most part. In the material world, that is. But in the deepest depths of the mind of one sleeping companion in particular, the dream world presented disturbing images. Some nightmarish imaginations, and others nightmarish memories. Elibor slept very uneasily that evening, and the worried leafling watched him as he twisted and turned in his sleep, guessing what it was the Temberuan ranger was dreaming about, or perhaps remembering. Many hours had passed, and the acid rain continued to pour down upon the land. Night fell, and all was pitch black, save for the rain. Each drop seemed illuminated from within by a pale green light, and as each drop spotted upon the ground, the light within them would flicker out of existence. Still, Elibor's nightmares continued, until it seemed that he was on the verge of death itself. Elibro felt around the floor of the cave, and his dark intuitions proved correct. He was alone. It was dark, so very dark. Save for the green light of the dropping acid rain, Elibro watched the rain dripping, and suddenly he noticed something very odd. Strange. There are two drops of rain hovering in midair. I can see their glowing green light clearly. Elibor felt his stomach turn as the two drops of green light suddenly came closer and closer until they were within the entrance of the cave. Fear engulfed the ranger's heart as he began to breathe heavily. Try as he could, he was unable to fight away this terrible sensation of fear. Admoria, give me strength. Everything remained silent for many moments. The ranger kept his eyes shut, praying to the Lord of the Heavens for courage to face whatever this visitor was, for he could now only assume that the two floating green lights were not drops of acid rain, but eyes, eyes belonging to some fell creature of the night. But as the moments passed, Elibor couldn't help but feel a sort of familiarity with the dark aura surrounding this creature, Suddenly, the ranger broke the silence. Who are you? Who are you? You know its name. 
And you know the creature that the name belongs to. What? And it knows your name. And your nature. What are you talking about? What is this? There is no need to worry, Elabar. What you are seeing is merely a vision. A vision? Yes, a vision. Or perhaps a warning. Of what? Be wary, Ranger of the Emerald Wood. For this warning I give you is of your future. Your destiny. I don't understand. You and this creature are destined to confront each other. But... but why? What is it? Elabor, you know what it is, but you fear to admit it. The Black Lion. The Black Lion? The Haugra. Yes, he has been hunting you for quite some time. Since you left the sands of Elith Girin. The Prince. The Paw Prince. Yes, he is the owner. Then he is ahead of us. Why does he not attack? That I cannot tell you. For I am uncertain. He has been watching you. At night when you and your companions make camp. Surely you felt his nearness. Who are you? Your voice is familiar, yet... That is not important. I am here only to give you this warning, to prepare you for the approaching confrontation. And it will come to pass. Elabor, you will confront the Black Lion. But perhaps, even then, your questions will go unanswered. Only in the precision of your own blade will you overcome. Keep this vision, Elabor. Remember it always. And you will be prepared when the time comes. Quickly, you must wait. Your companions need you. But what am I saying? Wake up. Wake up. Ah! What? What is it? Quickly, your weapons. What's going on? Shh. Learn. Lurk. A pack of five. They're charging toward the cave. But I thought dragon wolves were long gone from these lands. Under the circumstances, I find that belief to be disproved. This must be their cave. Yes. And I don't think they would take too kindly to a company of strangers trespassing in their home. Distance? I'd say... half a kilometer. And closing rapidly. Plans? There are no alternatives. Dragon wolves kill. They will not let anything not of their own race live. They despise all creatures aside from their kin. Even the Dark Lord. Then this is not the Dark One's doing. No, but I still don't understand how it isn't so. We just happen to be traveling in direct alignment with a Lurg cave? And the Acid Rain just happened to start dropping so that we had no choice but to take refuge in the cave? If this is not the Dark Lord's doing, then I'm not the captain of the Citadel Guard of Tirith Gar. Here they come. We must fight them together, as one pack against theirs. 
Do not stray from each other, for you will be an easy target should you end up alone. You've had experience then? Not me. My grandfather. Is everyone ready? We will charge them together, but we must leave this cave before they corner us. Then we must charge now. Very well. Ready your weapons. Charge! The five companions charged out of the cave like a wave of water, ready to take down anything in its path. The pack of five Lurg were caught off guard at the sight of these strangers charging out from their cave. But the confusion lasted only a moment, and their natural hunter-killer instincts took over. They snarled and growled and quickened their pace. Within moments, the two waves collided. These creatures have hides like Veracor! Stay together! Do not separate! Elebrod, look out! Suddenly, one of the Lurg leapt high into the air, colliding with Elebrod and causing the two to roll away on the ground. The ranger was separated from the others, helpless. The wolf leapt off of him, and Elebrod quickly stood. Only then did he realize that he'd lost his sword. Hence, he unsheathed his dagger and watched as the creature glared at him, snarling. Must not be separated. Elebrod! I'll get him. No, we can't be separated. Well, what are you waiting for, beast? An invitation? Your demise will come, Ranger, but not by my fangs. What? My master hunts you, and he will find you. Then meet him I shall. I am not afraid. You will be! The lurk suddenly charged forward, galloping seemingly faster than was expected of its race. Drop, Ranger! There are more coming! Over the hill! Come, Ranger, back to the others. A pack of ten! <sighs> Impossible! It took all our strength to defeat only five! Ready your weapons! For what it's worth. Thanks for saving me, Illuvian. You would have done the same for me, and we are not dead yet, Elibro. Well, if this is to be our end, may our war cries be loud enough to shake the foundations of the Black Realms. For Ether Realm, and for Hot Moria! <laughs> Lurg closed in and surrounded the barrier of warriors, snarling and growling. Each leaned back on its hind legs, preparing to leap. When, suddenly, one of the Lurg yelped and fell over on its side, catching everyone's attention. And there, stuck in the creature's back, was a silver axe. Oh, <laughs> 
be looking so surprised. You didn't really be thinking I'd be giving up that soon into the game, did you? Bless you, my old friend. <laughs> now come, come. Let us be doing away with these vermin before we go on to name calling. We have much to talk about, Master Dwarf. Indeed we do, Ranger. For I would like to be known how all of you came by such wonderful armor and weapons. But I see you have a new hammer. Ah yes, the Sleeping Fire. She ain't no Bulaquai, but she'll do. Well, let us see that Sleeping Fire awake. Very well. It shall be so. The mighty dwarf swung his hammer into skull after skull of the Lurgs. None stood in his way and lived. In what moments they could sacrifice in battle, the companions looked in awe upon Dawn Hammerhelm, dwarven barbarian and survivor of the chasm. Then they, too, added their strength to his to fight this enemy. Reunited, none of the wolves stood a chance against the guardians of the morph. They were strong. They were valiant. They were one. At last, the last wolf collapsed to the ground in two halves, and the battle was over. The companions all huddled in a circle, clutching their knees or sides and gasping for breath. After a few moments, the Silverin sorceress could not resist any longer. She threw her arms around Dawn, <laughs> laughing in joy as she did. All right, all right. You know the rules. Dwarves don't like hugging. <laughs> I thought... I thought you were... What? Dead? Bah! Never. It would be taking more than the Dark Lord's sorcery to keep me locked up. But it is impossible. I've come to find out nothing is impossible in this world. Don't you mean this cursed world? Uh, it ain't such a bad place. I think I'd rather be staying here a while longer. <laughs> I'm sure your experience in the chasm is thanks to your new outlook in Ether Realm. Aye, indeed. And perhaps your heart has softened a bit towards me? I don't be knowing yet. <laughs> well, either way, it seems you have helped out the creatures that you so dislike. What do you mean? By entering the chasm, you freed the Treeborn. Or at least a good number of them. And by doing so, you have fulfilled one of the Tulina Amard's prophecies. Bollocks! My father would spit on me if he knew I'd be helping a tree. <laughs> but enough about that. I want to know where you got that magnificent armor and those weapons. And it seems you have acquired a new companion. Replacing me so quickly, huh? <laughs> I am not a replacement, good dwarf. Just an addition to the company. Well, I guess she'll be good for something. <laughs> but come now, this armor... Ah, but wait. It appears as if you have acquired some new companions as well. Bah, I almost be forgetting. Come over here and introduce yourselves like polite gentlemen. I be Struleg Boulderbrug of Delving Downs. Delving Downs? The source of Windelm Wine? The very place. I'm pleased to hear that you be known of the place and the wine. It ain't as fluent as Horwillian beer, but it's fluent enough for now. When the demand for beer is gone, 
Wine shall be there to breed thirsty patrons. Ha! The demand for beer will never be gone. Why, so help me if ever I say no to a mug of beer, may I fall down and sleep for a week. I'll be remembering that you said that, and I'll be there to see it. Ah, you're nutsy. You won't be seeing nothing because it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but who is that dwarf over there, twirling a water mace around in the air and skipping along the ground? Ah, that be Daffwood, me brother. He's a bit out of it, if you know what I mean. Daffwood, come here. What? Get over here and meet our new friends. Yeah, I expected as much. He be a weird sort of fella. I wouldn't be paying too much attention. But, but wait, where's where's that old wizard got to? You'll be finding he does that often. Coming and going as all wizards do. Wizard? Yeah. He'll probably be back sometime in the night. But how will he be finding us? He's a wizard. Point taken. But before we say anything else, we should get to safety. Let's get back to our camp a little ways over the hill. Forgive my interruption, but shouldn't we be riding instead of camping? I'd rather not stay in these fields a third night. <laughs> well, you don't have to, for the end of the dead fields is just over that rise, and our camp is only half a mile beyond. Figures. We could have left the fields last night. Well, we had to escape the rain anyway. I doubt we would have made it much further. Well, let us go, friends. Let us go sit around a blazing fire and share our accounts long into the night hours. And so they did. Upon reaching the encampment outside the Dulidor fields, they immediately set a fire within a circle of stones, broke out provisions, and spoke long into the night, sharing their stories of the previous days. And for the first time in a long while, all the companions felt safe and happy. <laughs> <laughs>